Hello friends. I have tried to record this intro now about 10 times in a row and I can confidently say it was sounding really freaking awkward each time. So I decided to loosen it up and stop trying to make it sound robotic and just say hello. Welcome to the podcast. This seems like diet culture. If you have not been here before, my name is Mallory Page. I'm a registered dietitian. I'm also your host. And the whole point of this podcast is for you to be able to bring the questions that you have about nutrition and wellness, whether it be a trend, a rule, an influencer that you see, a diet, or whatever else it could be, and get those answered through my educated opinion, the science out there, the opinions of all of you guys. And once we do that, then you can decide how the heck you want to implement it into your life, because it's really hard to know. There's a lot of noise out there nowadays, especially right now. I don't know if you guys are seeing that too, but boy, oh boy, are my TikTok for you pages and explore pages filled up with crazy nutrition stuff right now. Obviously, I'm biased because I literally seek this stuff out for content material, but still, I feel like some of you guys have to be feeling the same thing. Now, I'm actually going to try to make today's podcast a mini podcast, which for me, if you know me, if you've been to the podcast before, is like 15 minutes because every single time I do a podcast, I'm like, it's going to be short. It's going to be sweet. And the next thing you know, I've recorded for 45 minutes to an hour. I don't know how it happens, but I just have a lot to say. But the short and sweet theme goes along with our topic today, and so I just feel like it's all meant to be. And as you must have seen already as you clicked on this podcast episode, we are talking about how often you should have dessert. Is it really healthy to have dessert every day? What should this look like? Are there rules that you need to put around it? How are you going to control yourself if you are eating dessert every day? We're answering all of those in this podcast episode. So typically we start off the podcast topic by defining what it is, what the topic is. But in this case, all of you guys know what dessert is. And what I want to define instead, or even it just at least lay out to start up the podcast, is the different sides we have here. You know the the like meme that's like, pick your warrior. Do, 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 do. I feel like you have to know. Like, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you're like, what the heck is she talking about? But that's what we're doing right now. So we have what I like to call the wellness warriors. You guys know how I feel about the wellness warriors. It includes Mark Hyman. It includes Max Lugavere. I mean, it includes the extremist, of course, but they're the ones that I always go to. And they are the people that are acting like sweets are absolutely the worst thing that you could ever put in your body. They're the worst thing for your health. You should never have them. Yada, 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 yada. You know, you, you've seen the people before. Now, I'm not saying that the wellness warriors are only these people, and there may even be dietitians out there that say stuff like this. They can be from any walk of life, but a lot of the time, the wellness warriors are especially people that are in the health field and have a lot to say about food and nutrition, okay? So we have that side. Then we have the side of people that says, it's okay to have sweets, or maybe even it's okay to have certain type of sweets, but only in moderation or only sometimes. So there's that kind of camp of people. And then we have the side where people say you can eat whatever you want, whenever you want, whatever type of sweets you want. And with all of these sides, I feel like it can get really confusing to know who to listen to. So let's first address the number one group, 
We're picking fighter number one. Do, 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 do. I think that was closer to the actual song I was trying to get at the first time. So these are the wellness warriors. These are the people that say you should never have sweets. So why do they say these things? Most of them are under the idea and under the thought process that sugar is addictive. Now, if you are wondering if this is true, I have an entire podcast episode that dives into the science behind this, which is part of the reason why we're not going to get into the actual science piece of sugar in this podcast in relation to dessert, because that podcast covers a ton of the questions you will have about the validity of that research. Spoiler alert, it's not addictive, but definitely listen to that podcast to fully believe it and see the science behind it or hear the science behind it, I guess. So these practitioners or people that spread information underneath this ideology are always going to speak about this stuff in the way that makes it seem like consuming sugar is like consuming drugs. If we're just going to take this at face value, please think critically about anyone that tries to compare consuming drugs to consuming a food. And yes, I understand that there can be this rhetoric that they spread about the quote-unquote obesity epidemic and how it kills more people than drugs and all the stuff. It's, it's literally all trying to make correlation into causation, guys. And we're not going to go down a rabbit hole of how much we could disprove so many of these things that they're saying, but just keep that in mind. Anytime someone is using extremes like that, it probably is not realistic and isn't something that you should listen to. So when you keep in mind how much these people go to extremes, it shouldn't surprise you that they also go to extremes in terms of the amount of sugar that they think you should have. So when it comes to what they suggest, every single one of them is going to suggest something different, but almost every single one of them is going to tell you that you shouldn't have sugar for some extreme reason, for your brain health, for, I don't know, I I swear I see something different every single time when I look at their stuff. And I'm not negating the fact that we always want to be mindful of how we feel, and that's important to tap into, but just keep in mind that these people that try to sell you that message are using the extremes. So why are some of the reasons why this doesn't work and why does it not make sense? Number one, our body knows how to break down carbs and sugars. They will try to convince you that it doesn't. They will try to convince you that having one time where your blood sugar is spiked or quote unquote unbalanced is wreaking havoc on your body, but that is simply not the case. That's not how it works. And we have proof of many, many people over the years that show this to be true. Not to mention, sugars, carbs are some of the most easily usable forms of fuel for our body. Something that I think is really funny about the wellness warriors is that they love to quote scientific articles. They love to use research, but they don't like when other people use research that refutes their claims. And the research that they like to use is cherry picking one study that shares one thing. So if you listen to my sugar addiction uh, podcast, 
There is one article that suggests that sugar is actually addictive that was done on rats, and dozens of scientists automatically came out to refute these claims, and yet they still push this rhetoric. And anyone that disagrees with them, anyone that says something against their carb claims and sugar claims, they're in the wrong. They're challenging them. They're refusing the science. But in reality, we're looking at the science. They just don't want to look at the science that we're seeing. And we're going to talk more about everything outside of the science in a second, but I just needed to drive that point home. And something I like to utilize to think about when we question, oh my gosh, is sugar even actually something our body can quote unquote handle? Think about the marathon runners. In their run, what do they use? They use a goo to help them to feel forward. When someone has low blood sugar, when they're about to faint, what do we give them? We give them sugar to be able to raise their blood sugar and to help them feel better. That is not something that would happen if our body didn't know how to handle sugar and if it was horrible for us. So that's those are some things I like to use to help reframe that situation. But without all of the science jargon, without all of the specifics of it, like let's get into the, the real part of this where it gets just realistic in terms of how this works for being a human. Because that's what we are. We're humans. And at the end of the day, it is not realistic for 99.9% of humans to restrict themselves from sugar like they want you to. I say 99.9% because there are people out there that have very unique conditions. <laughs> there are people out there that are in very unique circumstances. So I'm never trying to forget about those people, but I'm talking for you, the person that's listening to this podcast that's convinced themselves that they shouldn't be eating sugar because they've seen it all over their Instagram page. That is not the key. And the reason why I say this is because as humans, what we are put on this earth to do, I would argue, is to optimize our experience and to feel our best, to come away with the memories, to live our life to the fullest. Now, what I see these wellness influencers do is they fixate on the nutrition and exercise piece of this. They act like the way to hack your life is by taking out every single food, pretty much. But in reality, we know that the way to truly optimize our experience to live our best life and what they've seen consistently throughout Blue Zones and throughout people that have had the most like longevity and even have avoided things like cancer and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that this is like always true. I'm saying these are the overarching themes that we've been able to study is they've been able to have really positive connection in life to avoid loneliness and to also reduce stress. And so tell me how, for most humans, only being able to eat a select handful of things is really going to contribute to being able to have connection, being able to reduce stress, being able to fully live in the experience. For 99.9% of people, it will not. And why is that? It's because it doesn't make sense for how our lives are set up. 
You want to be able to go to the birthday party and have the piece of cake. You want to be able to go out to dinner with your friends without stressing about it. You want to be able to have that pizza night in high school and all sit around and hang out together and eat whatever it is that you want. You want to be able to have those moments where you build connection and food is a huge piece of this and so are desserts. I probably should have been using dessert examples, shouldn't I? But it escaped me. I got too far into the moment and too passionate. If you are having to have stress in every single one of those situations because you're worried about eating sugar not being healthy enough for you, then that is completely negating the point, right? You are losing any benefit that you could have by dealing with that high level of stress by not being able to connect and all of those different things. So then if we take this a step further and we think, okay, so now we understand why this isn't realistic or why this doesn't necessarily make sense, I should say, in a scientific perspective or in the rules perspective that we see. Now we understand, okay, why does this not make sense in the sense of like a human perspective of what we do? Let's take it one step further of why does this not make sense in the super healthified wellness perspective? Because I know there may be some of you out there that are listening and you're like, no, no, I do eat sugar, but I only have refined sugar free or I have it in fruit or I have it in blah, blah, blah. Trust me, I was that girl. I'm not hating. I just, I know what it sounds like in my head of how I used to say it to myself. And I annoy myself just hearing it in my head, you know? And that's the thing that I also want you guys to remember is these wellness influencers, 99% of them are living in LA where they're going to a birthday party and their friend probably has a freaking refined sugar free cake and they're spending $60 at Erewhon for duck eggs and uh, like piece of alfalfa that they're going to suck on. I don't know. I'm taking it too far. It's late. (laughs) I hope that this makes sense. Oh Lord, why do I do these late in the day? Maybe because it makes the best podcast. I don't know. You guys tell me, do they make them better or do they make them worse? It's up for debate. Um, and so this may be more realistic for their lifestyle and for the amount of money that they can spend. But then they spread this information like it's attainable for everybody and like it makes sense for everybody. So yes, if you have copious amounts of money to spend every single day to do your quote-unquote healthified meals and everything, then yeah, to you, it may seem very attainable. Doesn't necessarily mean that I think it's ideal still, but whatever, it may seem attainable. It may seem realistic, but you need to remember what that looks like for the rest of the world, the rest of the public that you are sharing it with and why this doesn't make sense. Because you're not going to your birthday party, guys, and and someone's not bringing out that healthified cake. They're bringing out a normal cake and It is better for you to have that cake than it is to convince yourself it's not quote unquote healthy enough. Do you see what I'm saying? The exchange here is not right. They're convincing you that there is an inflated sense of need to follow these principles when in general, we need to look at the bigger wellness circle and all of the elements that contribute to it. So let's get past this step though and let's go into camp number two of the you can have sweets but in moderation side. So I get and understand 
why this can feel better than the never have sweets at all. And obviously, I do think it's better when you're allowing yourself to have things than when you're not. But there can actually be a lot of problems that come about in this situation as well. And I really want you to stick with me because I know it can feel frustrating. I am not trying to undermine anybody that speaks about sweets in this way, but I want to bring a different perspective as to why this can't, why this doesn't always work and why it often, I believe, is not the end goal or it's not solving the full problem. The reason why this is, is because think about when you tell yourself to have something in moderation. I'm going to use an example that I feel like a lot of you guys can maybe relate to. Imagine when you tell yourself, I'm just going to scroll on TikTok for five minutes. And you're like, okay, cool. And maybe you even like set the goal for five minutes and maybe you have those little reminders that pop up. And then every single time that reminder pops up, if it's too small, right, if the five minutes is barely enough time to get through anything, it doesn't really satisfy your TikTok scrolling quota, then you're just going to keep hitting like what is it? Remind me in 20 minutes. Remind me in 20 minutes. I'm not sure. I have those <laughs> those limits on my TikTok and it's definitely come up for me before. And the reason why that isn't helpful is because the five minutes is way too small. Some of those videos are three minutes just as it is. I think there's even 10 minute videos now. So is that really a realistic goal? No, it's not. It's not actually going to help you say, oh yeah, well, I let myself download TikTok, but I'm only letting myself use it for five minutes because that's better. And I I found a balance with it. Now, I know that this can be difficult in the sense of TikTok because technically, like, you can totally delete TikTok if you want to and and just not have that, that social media platform. But I'm just trying to use it so that you can understand, like, an example of why I would say that. And or you could even say this too, like use it in the sense of watching a TV show. Would you actually think you were finding a balance if you allowed yourself to watch a TV show for five minutes or allowed yourself to watch half of it? Like, no, you wouldn't get the full satisfaction. If I had to watch only half of a New Girl episode, like I am not fully happy. I need to see the full freaking plot of that New Girl episode. You know, sometimes I even need a few episodes. Sometimes I need one. Sometimes I need two. Sometimes I need 10 in a row sitting there. And that's just the truth. But hopefully you guys actually understand the analogy that I'm trying to drive home there. The problem with this is you're trying to limit yourself and in doing so, you're preventing yourself from the satisfaction you were actually trying to gain with adding it back in. So you're not totally taking it out, which yeah, I guess that's a win, but also it's not getting you what you actually need from it, just the same as taking it out wasn't. And so when you tell yourself to have something like sweets in moderation, The more that you try to control it, the more you typically want it, especially if that control is or those rules are in a specific form. So let's say you think I can only have sweets on the weekend or I can only have this much of a sweet each day, then there will almost always at some point I would say always. I feel like always is just safe bet here. Be a breaking point where you go to have that set amount of sweet that you tell yourself you can have 
the freaking square of chocolate. I cannot stand oh, when those wellness girly, well, like, TikToks come up and they're like, every day they're just like, oh, it's just like a piece of chocolate in my tea for dessert. I'm like, a piece of chocolate in tea? I mean, like, cool if you really want that, but I guarantee you don't want that every single day. I guarantee you want something different. As a past girl that tried to convince herself that she just wanted a piece of chocolate every day, I just think you may be lying to yourselves. But back to what we were saying. When you try to do that, there will always be a time where the floodgates open. And when you go to eat that square of chocolate every night when you actually want a freaking delicious cookie, it's like water is building up on a dam and then there's one day where the dam breaks and then you have five cookies and you're like, oh my gosh, why did I have five cookies? Like, I didn't need the five cookies. Like, now I can't keep them in the house or I can't trust myself or when I go out to eat, I'm just so out of control and I'm always overeating, right? It spins this whole rhetoric around the thing. And that is what the issue is here in terms of the moderation is that you are convincing yourself that by setting these rules, it's actually making it better. But in turn, it's it's really making it worse because all those times that you try to moderate, you typically make up for when that moderation starts to weigh on you and you have that moment where you quote unquote break. Now, I'm not saying moderation in the sense of how intuitive eating, you can truly listen to your body. I think sometimes people confuse moderation with intuitive eating and they're not the same thing. I think people sometimes look at others that are intuitive eaters and think, oh, they're so good at eating in moderation. But in reality, they just don't have rules and they don't have these cycles So they are able to eat truly what feels good to them instead of ending up feeling like they're in a cycle of restricting and binging or restricting and overeating or putting rules in and then breaking them, quote unquote. So I just wanted to explain that. I actually really love this point from a dietitian that um, I heard And she was talking about why she thinks that it's actually beneficial to have sweets every single day because she craves sweets every single day. So she has them every single day. And of course, she, she could be missing a day of sweets at some point in her life. But she's saying overall, every time she craves sweets, she has them. And for her, that's mostly every day. She says, by allowing yourself to have dessert every day, you are actually making the healthy choice because you're preventing overeating, you're preventing binging, you're saying goodbye to the sluggish feelings that weigh you down, and you stay in control of your food cravings. By giving yourself a little bit of what you love every single day, you are ahead of the craving game by by preventing them before they even start. And if you do have them, satisfying them does not feel like a cheat or a guilt-ridden choice. Now, this dietitian, she uses a little bit different lingo than I typically would if I were to put that together. But at the core of what she's saying, I really, really appreciate it because she's explaining that the times when you're restricting those sweets and telling yourself you don't need them, you're really just getting behind on those cravings. And then next thing you know, they all come on so strong. She's saying that, is it really healthier to not have the dessert every day or only have this little bit 
but then to end up binging on it or then to end up overeating on it or then to feel stressed out or guilt ridden by making this choice later on and causing a lot of stress. So this brings us to our last camp and it's the eat whenever you want and whatever you want camp. So I'm going to surprise you guys and I'm going to say that there is nuance to this one and it's not inherently true. Why is that? It's not because you can't have dessert whenever you want and have whatever you want. It's because I understand that this is going to feel dependent and sometimes people see fallacy in this based off of the group that is being communicated to. And the reason why I bring this up is because I feel like some of you listening to this that are struggling with your relationship with food, struggling to believe this, need to hear this because you use groups that are not you to try to justify why you don't fit into the person that can have dessert every day. So I did my clinical rotation of my dietetic internship in a town called Shawnee in Oklahoma. To give you context, it was around an hour and a half away or two hours away, I think, from the location of Tiger King. And we had a whole plethora of different people come in. It was a food desert. Most people there They sometimes would be 40 minutes away from a gas station grocery store, and this was the closest hospital to them, which was oftentimes an hour, an hour and a half away even from where they lived. Many of these people couldn't read, could not write. Many of them did not even finish middle school or high school, and that is not completely the case, but that is a lot of people that I did see. And many of these people genuinely had the desire to learn about nutrition, but they just didn't know anything. They had never been taught it. They didn't know, even when we would ask them and show them a diagram, what's a fruit? What's a vegetable? What's a protein? What's sugar? They didn't know. So these people are in a totally different category than someone like you that's probably listening. The person that most likely knows too much about food. That's dissecting. Is this good? Is this bad? Is this going to make me gain weight? Is this going to promote my longevity? Or is this going to raise my blood sugar? This or that? Like it goes on and on and on. I'm sure I could show you a whole list of things. What's a protein? What's a fruit? What's a vegetable? You would know, right? You would know all these things. You're not in the same place as this person. And the people like Mark Hyman try to act like These people that genuinely do want to understand things about nutrition but don't get it and so are not able to make informed choices and also don't even have access to foods that fit under their stupid guidelines. Like they freaking complain about added sugar and oat milk and these people don't even have access to milk more than an hour away from them. Like milk in general let alone your stupid milk oat milk, right? Sorry, I'm not trying to hate on milk. It's just what they all use. Those, that is a different person than than the people that are consuming this content and worried about if they're going to eat too much dessert, right? And that's so important 
to recognize here. And so me talking to you guys, you guys that really do probably know a little too much, that are worrying about a little too much, you don't need to worry about your consumption of dessert. You can trust your body to tell you what it needs. Now, if you are in an eating disorder or you're going through recovery or you've dieted for a long time, it can feel really confusing at first. It can feel like every time you allow yourself access to these foods that are sweets or you buy them, that you're binging on them or overeating it. But think about the fact that you didn't allow yourself to have them for so long, guys. So imagine holding your breath for 10 minutes and then finally getting to take a deep breath. 10 minutes may be even too long, but you get what I'm saying. That's going to be the deepest breath ever. It's not just going to be a normal breath that you're going to take. That's exactly what's happening to you right now with sweets if you're in this process of ED recovery. So you need to let it neutralize. You need to let that food become just another food to you. And food neutrality, to give a little bit of an explanation, is not thinking that cake and broccoli are the same thing. It's recognizing that they are actually different, but you can have a neutral reaction to including either of those things in your life because you know that when you respond to a craving or when you consume a food, that you are doing it to fuel yourself in the way that you know that you need to. So if you're not going through recovery or you're not struggling with something, then the next step is to learn that intuitive nature around food. It's being able to tap into what truly feels good for you. And this is going to look really different for every single person. Because back to our whole topic of research and arguing back and forth between the wellness warriors and people that have more of my viewpoint and all of that stuff, at the end of the day, none of our viewpoints really matter when it comes down to it because the only opinion that really matters, the only viewpoint that really matters is yours. And you know better than anybody else what your body needs because every single one of us is so unique. Just like every single one of us has different music taste, every single one of us has different needs when it comes to food. And so when you're trying to learn what feels right for your body, you may have to go through that learning process as I was depicting if you've ever kind of had that restriction or dieting or any of that kind of nature. But then from there, it's about really asking yourself how you feel and thinking about all the different ways that foods can fuel you, right? There may be a time where you say yes to a dessert and you're not really craving dessert, but it's for the connection. You know, you as have someone ask you to go out to ice cream and so you go out to ice cream. But if you're truly eating intuitively, if you haven't restricted that ice cream, you can have as much as you actually want. Maybe you have a whole entire thing. That's what I do a lot of the time. But maybe sometimes you have half and that's okay either way. Same thing is true of when you want dessert, but maybe you're not fully hungry for it. Maybe you're not physically hungry, but you mentally are looking for that satisfaction. And so you can have something. Maybe in that case, you have the piece of chocolate or you have the gummy bears or you have whatever it is that you're craving. But when you can actually respond to that, it's not going to build up in that same way. There also will be other times 
And I've experienced this as someone that was in recovery and had an eating disorder that never could ever in my entire life imagine going a day without thinking like half the day about dessert. I have had days where I legitimately forget. I just forget about dessert. It's not because I don't want dessert necessarily. It's just because in that moment, I just wasn't even thinking about it. I may be busy like out and about doing things. It's not that if I decided or saw dessert that I wouldn't allow myself to have it. It's just I literally was not thinking about it. And so any of these things can be true, but it takes getting into that process of truly neutralizing those foods and feeling like you can allow yourself to have them in whatever way makes sense. And so that is how I would answer how often you should have dessert. And is it okay to have dessert every day? The answer, in my opinion, to having dessert every day, is it okay? Yes. 1,000 kajillion percent. Does that mean you have to have dessert every day? No. That's the cool thing about it, is when you get to listen to your body and understand what works for you, it becomes so much easier to do whatever it is that you need rather than what all of these people tell you you need to do. And something that I just really want to reassure in this, since I already went over my my mini-sode limit anyways, is that I know that there may be some of you guys listening that feel frustrated by this, that think, no, I really can't keep these foods in my house. And I really feel like every time I go out to eat, I feel like I'm just so out of control. And I recognize that in this podcast, you may not have felt heard or understood in specifically what you're dealing with. And I don't want to undermine that. I do truly believe it's so important to work with someone to help you through your specific situations that you're dealing with and working with someone that's not just going to tell you that restriction is the answer. There are other ways to truly find peace with food And there is an in-between from what can feel like two extremes. It can feel extreme to see the one camp online saying don't eat sugar at all and seeing the other camp online that says eat sugar whenever you want or eat dessert whenever you want and the one that's telling you, no, just do it in moderation. It's freaking confusing, but I promise you there is a happy medium for you. There is what works for you. You may just need that help and support to find it. We do this all of the time and Live Unrestricted. We have so many women that go through the program that feel really confused about this and have a really hard time and feel like they're just always binging on sweets or they can never find the in-between. And we help them to find that place. So Live Unrestricted is always linked in the show notes if you ever want to apply to that. We have one last round in 2022 that closes out. Actually, it starts next next week, the week of October 31st, which is crazy. I hope that this episode was helpful. It's sometimes so hard for me to even fully cover a topic like this because there are so many rabbit holes that we can go into. As you guys saw, like we touched on food deserts. We touched on the science behind sugar addiction. We touched on the wellness influencers. We talked about the moderation game. We talked about how different environments or different people with different backgrounds and understandings of nutrition is going to affect 
how we would educate them on this stuff. We talked about so many different things. And so I feel like I can sometimes not do a topic justice. And that's what keeps me talking and talking because I just imagine someone listening to this and thinking, oh, she missed this point or, oh, she missed this point. And I want it to be something that you can really listen to and feel like it helps you to understand the logic behind why you don't need to stress, why you don't need to worry, why you can really trust your body. But if I miss something, always feel free to reach out. I'm always here to have the conversation and to help support you through what you're going through. So I'm so glad that we got to chat today. I appreciate you guys being here so much. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week. Bye.